0: Shalom to all! Today's daf is Erevin Dav Chav Gimel, we're starting Chav Bez at the Mishnah, four lines up from the bottom. Today's daf is sponsored, Shira Abbas Viva she should have a Now we've already learned the difference between a Be'er, which is a spring-fed well, and a Bar, which is a pit of rainwater. A Be'er is spring-fed and will not dry up, whereas a Bar has a possibility of drying up. And the mission says, Echad bar harabim, whether we're talking about a publicly owned bar, ubeer harabim, hayachid, or a publicly or privately owned well, we're allowed to place these berais around them. hayachid. but if we're talking about a privately owned bar, then we have to make a proper machitza that's ten fakim high, that's Rabbi kiva's opinion. But Rabbi Hudimbabaimer he says, Ain Pasin, we're not allowed to make these passi berais el unless it's for a be'er harabim, a publicly owned spring-fed well. Ulish for anything else. We have to make a belt which is ten fachim high. This is talking about this rope enclosure that we've spoken about previously, otherwise known as lavin straps. And the Gemara says, "Am Rav Yisov, Am Rav Yehuda, Shmuel, Halacha Kaby Yehuda The halachas like him. And "Am Rav Yisov, Am Rav Yehuda, Am Shmuel, Loi Hutru Pasi Biroiz, are not motor, el be'er ma'im chaim b'avad except for a spring fed well utzricha." And we need both of these members. Yes, need Halacha Kaby Yehuda Mabava. If we only said the halachas like him, hava mina. I would think the rabbim that you're allowed to use a publicly owned something. even if it's a bar. be'er so why did he say be'er harabim lafuki mitravi kiva to exclude Rabbi kiva, that says you're allowed to use a privately owned well? K'mashmon, that's what we have to teach you. Deloy loy hetur pasi el be'er ma'im chaim that the Hatter is only for be'er ma'im chaim. V'yashminu be'er ma'im chaim. If I said that you're allowed to use pasi b'rois for a spring-fed well, havamina I would think loysh nad rabbim loysh nad yachid. It doesn't make a difference if it's privately or publicly owned. K'mashmon, that's what I have to say. Halacha Rabbi Yudim bava the halacha is like him, meaning you're only allowed to use pasi b'rois for a be'er ma'im chaim which is publicly owned. And now from this mishnah until the end of the parak, we're going to be delving into the various halachas surrounding a carpaif. Now this word is generally used to describe any large area which is not mukaf meaning it's enclosed with mechitzas, however not designated for living in or spending any substantial amount of time in. Again, even though halachically it's a Yachid, the chachaman placed a limitation on its size due to the fact that it's not mukaf The size is learned from the chatzor of the mishkan, which was very large, not mukaf and permitted to carry in. It's important to note that if it was mukaf then it wouldn't have this size limitation, and we're going to be Learning a lot of different halachas and different specifics about this karpif. So the Mishnah says, and in addition to this, Rabbi Mbava says, a garden and a Shivim Shivim Amav it's seventy amas in a bit by seventy amas in a bit. Hamukafah is gathered it's surrounded by a wall. That's ten fachim high, meaning it's proper mechitzas, you're allowed to carry in it As long as there's some sort of watchman's hut inside, a base or some sort of dwelling place, or shukalira has to be close to the city, so there's very easy access. Access, meaning he's very machmir. Reb Hudim does not allow a carpet to be carried in, even though it's surrounded by machitos, unless it's mocha It has to have some sort of potential for dwelling in it. But Rabbi Huda Aymer, he argues, and he says, even if it only has some sort of pit or cave in it, then you're allowed to carry it. Whereas Rabbi Kiva Aymer, he says, even if it doesn't have any of the above-mentioned things, you're allowed to carry in it. The maximum size it's allowed to be is 70 amas in a bit by 70 amas in a bit. And now the Mishnah describes the shape this carpet is allowed to be. Rabbi arka al If its length is longer than its width, afilu ama even one one amma, meaning it's even slightly bit of a rectangle, and you're not allowed to carry it. It has to be a perfect square. That's at least what Rabbi Eliasar in the Mishnah seems to be saying. Rabbi Yezhi says, afilo arka Even if its length is double its width, meaning it's a great rectangle, you're still allowed to carry it. And Amr Rabbi Eli, Rabbi Eli says, I heard from Rabbi Yezhi, even if it's the size of a base core, which is 15 times the size of the two saw measurement that we've been talking about. And Rabbi Eli continues, I also heard from him. From people that are part of the same Chatzur, that one of them forgot, and he didn't join in in the air of Chatzeres. His house is Usur for him to carry in and out of. They're allowed to carry in and out of his house, and we're going to be discussing this in the Gemara on Chavav. And I also heard from him, we can be of Mara with this bitter thing that's called our kavlin. However, I went to all of his talmidim, and I searched for a friend, meaning I searched. For someone that actually could quote this halach in his name, but I didn't find anyone that could quote it in his name. And now the Gemara says, What exactly did we teach previously that now over here we're saying, and in addition to that, Elim, if you're going to say, that Rabbi Hudim Bava had already taught us something, on the Mishnah of Beza and Beza on the Bond, which we had started out today's Amid with, Rabbi Hudim Bava had told us that we're only allowed to make Passover rice for Be'er Maim Chaim, and now he's teaching us something else that's Lechamra. So, Mishnah that's why we say, and in addition to the first Chamra, we're listing another Chamra, Rabbi Huda, the Tani Lechad Rabbi taught us something, and then he taught us another thing, Lechamra, Valekhtani Va'id. And we don't say Va'id over there. Rabbi Huda taught us on the Mishnah at the top of Yurches Avra'aluf that the area enclosed by Pasaibirais may not exceed two Beisah, and then he taught in the Mishnah on Chav Beis that when Rosh Rabbim cuts through the Pasaibirais, it's Mevatal the So why didn't we say the word Va'id in the second Mishnah? It's another Chamra from Rabbi Huda. So the Gemara answers, Over there the Chacham interrupted with something in the Mishnah on Yurches. And therefore, we're not going to say va'id. Ha'ch over here, daf zekur abanan. The chacham didn't interrupt with anything. The gemara says, va'chal Anytime the rabbanan interrupted with something, we're not going to say the word va'id, But Rabbi Eliezer the sukkah, Rabbi Eliezer taught us a halacha in regards to sukkah. Daf zekur They interrupted with something, the tani Va'id, and we say Va'id over there. So the gemara answers, no. Hashem b'molshihud daf zekur. They interrupted him with something that was immediately relevant to what he was talking about. Ha'ch over here in the mishnah on Yud Ches with Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, b'milshachris daf zekur. They interrupted him with something else that wasn't relevant. Therefore, we're not going to say v'aid. Rabbi Lazar had listed the number of meals that have to be eaten in the sukkah. The Chacham just argued, and Rabbi Lazar continued talking about the number of meals. This interruption of the Chachamim was just part of the flow of the conversation. Therefore, it's proper to say v'aid. Whereas in the Mishnah and Daf Rabbi Huda was talking about the size of the Pasei B'Rais, and the Chachamim started talking about the size of a gino, or karpi And therefore, since their response wasn't something that was immediately relevant to what Rabbi Huda was talking about, that's why in the next halach of Rabbi Huda, we're not going to say v'aid. And the Gemara continues explaining to the Mishnah, Rabbi ki va within area that's 70 amps in a bit by 70 amps in a bit. And chav gimel and on the top. The Gemara asks Rabbi Kiva tana kama. Rabbi Kiva is the same thing as the Tanakama, which were the Chachamim that had responded to Rabbi Yehuda on the top of Yud amor and they had said that the size of the carpet is line of B is two beisah. So what's the difference between Rabbi Kiva and the Tanakama? The Gemara answers: The difference between them is A little bit. The Chachamim hold that it may be two whole beisah, which is five thousand square amas, whereas Rabbi Kiva limits it to seventy amas in a bit by seventy almas in a bit, which comes out to about four thousand nine hundred ninety four square amas. So there's a little bit of a difference, about. 5, Five Or six amas. And the Gemara says to Tanya, we have a braisa. Rabbi Hudaimer he says, yish, A small amount is allowed to be added onto this measurement of 70 amas in a bit and 70 amas in a bit. Vlad Nasnuchamim by shear, but the Chamim didn't give that as part of the shear. So really, the Chachamim Shita is that this carpet is allowed to be slightly larger than Rabbi Kiva's shear. So the Gemara says, "V'kamishir." So, what size is it allowed to be? So, Saim, it's allowed to be two beisa, the Mishkan, like the size of the chutz of the Mishkan, minanim And how do we know that that was the size of the chutz? Rav Yehuda, the Pasuk says, "Irecha chutzar." The length of the chutzar me'a ba'ama was a hundred amas. Ve'raychav, and its width was hamishim, hamishim, fifty by fifty. But now this is strange because it just said that the chutzar was a hundred amas long. So how can we say that it's fifty by fifty? It's a hundred by fifty. So Rashi explains that instead of saying that the chutzar of the Mishkan was a hundred by fifty, which it really was, the Torah used a slightly strange terminology, that it was 50 by 50, and by doing so Rashi explains that it must mean that we have to somehow imagine the Chatzar as a square and thereby learn a halacha from that. How so? So the Gemara continues. Um, Amr Torah, the Torah is telling us, take 50 and then surround the remaining 50 with that 50. Meaning, take the quote-unquote extra 50 Amas of the Chatzar, cut it up, and be Masavev, surround the existing 50 by 50 Chatzar with it. When distributed properly around the 50 by 50 Chatzar, these extra 50 Amas would form a square of 70 and two-thirds Amas with a little bit left over, and that's how we get our Chajben, from the Chatzar of the Mishkan. But now the Gemara says, Pashid the Krabba Maik Siv. What exactly is a simple understanding of the pasuk? Because obviously there's a simple Pashid way to understand the pasuk. Amr Abayibay says, Haman Mishkan Asfas chamishim. It means, take the Mishkan, meaning take the actual area that has all the Keilum inside of it, the Mizbeach and the arn Kodesh. Place that at the edge of 50. Kdei Shei Hamishim Amal So we can have 50 Amas in front of it, meaning 50 Amas of Chatzar. Ve'eserim Amal HaRuach and 20 Amas in every direction. Basically, if you place a rectangle of 10 by 30 on the edge of a square that's 50 by 50, you'll get 20 on each side. A very general visual of this could be our daf gemara. Let's just imagine that our daf gemara with Rashi and Teisus on this side, the entire thing is considered like the chatzra of the Mishkan. It's a hundred long and 50 wide. So if we take the actual Mishkan itself, which is 10 by 30, which for our intents and purposes is going to be the actual wording of the gemara, and we place it at the edge of a square, which is 50 by 50, which is going to be from the bottom part of the gemara down to the bottom of the daf, so that's the bottom half of Rashi and Teisus. That's a square that's 50 by 50, and then on the sides of it, meaning Rashi and Taisus, on the sides and the top, that's going to be twenty all around, and that's what the pasuk was telling us when it said the chutzar was fifty by fifty. We placed the mishkan at the edge of a fifty by fifty square of the chutzar. And the Gemara explains the Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar, Amir, said in the Mishnah that if the length of the Karpev was longer than its width, even one Amma then it's pasul, meaning it has to be a perfect square. The Gemara asks, Rabbi Elazar, Amir. He says, Arka, If its length is more than double its width, ama Achas, even one Amma, in and then you're not allowed to carry. It. but not that it has to be a perfect square, so we have a stira and diva So Kitana Nami even what our Mishnah was teaching was Yasser al Pishnain barach Botanan, it was actually teaching it's not to be more than double. So we say if so, then that's the same opinion as Rebyesi, whom Rebel was arguing with. What's the difference between them? The, Gemara says, the difference between them is Ribua, the square that uah that squared off. Meaning we just learned the maximum size of a carpet from the theoretical square of the Mishkans Chatzer. The difference between them is if we're beholden in any which way to that shape. Rabi holds that there is no preference whatsoever having a square carpet over a rectangular one as long as the length isn't more than double the width whereas Rebbe holds that a carpet should be a square so if we were to be consulted before this carpet was set up we would tell him to make it a square however, Bidi is even and that was Lashon Reb Yisoo used in the Mishnah. If he made it rectangular, then it would still be valid, provided that the length isn't more than double the width. And the Gemara continues explain the Mishnah. Reb Yisoo, Omer, Itmar, Amr, Reb Amr, Reb Yehuda, Amr, Shmuel, Halacha, Reb the Halacha, Reb For if Bibi, Amr, Reb Yehuda, Amr, Shmuel, Halacha, Reb the Halacha, Reb Kiva, Utsavayel and both of them are leaning towards the lenient side. Utsricha, and we need both of these members. Diashmin Halacha, Reb Yisoo. If I only told you the Halachas Reb Yisoo, think that the only way the carpet would or some sort of dwelling in it. Kamash that's why we say halachah karbi kiva, the Kiva that doesn't need to have anything in it. halachah Kiva, if we only said the Kiva, Havimina I would think the Loi that it's not allowed to be long and narrow, meaning it's not allowed to be rectangular, it has to be square. Kamash Halach that's just to say the that it's allowed to be a rectangle as long as the length is not more than double its width. Now let's remember that a carpet that's more than two besa, even though it has proper around it, is not allowed to be carried in on Shabbos because it's not Muka Fadira. However, what about if it's so then it's 100% valid to be carried in even if it's more than 2 Beisah because then it's just like a regular Chatzar or some other area which we use quite often. And the Gemara says We have a carpev which is more than 2 Beisah It was surrounded by Mechitzah's for the purpose of dwelling, for using it for some sort of use. nizar rubai let's say you planted vegetables in the majority of this kharpev, harayu gino sounds like a gina and you're not allowed to carry in it, because now you've reverted it back to its stage of not mukhaf because you can't really use a gina that's full of vegetables. So therefore, now, even though you had originally surrounded it with mechitzas for the purpose of dira, now it's k'ilu, like those mechitzas don't exist, and you're not allowed to carry in it. But not the Rubai, if you planted trees in the majority of it, harayu kachatzar, it's like a chatzar mutter and you're allowed to carry in it. Why? Why is that because a person will go into an area that has a lot of trees he'll be able to enjoy their shade and walk among them therefore it can be considered a chatzar and you're allowed to carry in it since it was mukafadira even though it's more than two beisah. And now the Gemara says, Nizra Rubai, you had planted the majority of it with vegetables. Amar hunabred lamar and we only said that it's problematic, if this amount that you had planted amounted to more than two beisah. Afol beisah but if you planted only two beisah a worth mutter, so then you're allowed to carry it. Even though the majority of this carpave has been planted with vegetables, nonetheless, since you didn't plant more than two beisah, you're allowed to carrying it. Why is that? Because we're technically viewing it as two separate carpeifs. One of them is considered not Mukafledira, but since it's not more than two beisah, so then it's permitted. And the other one, which is the minority of this carpe because it was with that purpose, you surrounded it with mechitzas, and you're allowed to carry in between these two freely. And now the gemara says, "Come on, who's this halacha like? Reb Shimon, like Reb Shimon, the non Reb Shimon, I'm mean Reb Shimon. Says Echud gagos, echad chateres, Echud Karpifas, Whether we're talking about a gag, a chater, or a karpay for shos achas lekalim, they're considered like the same shos for kalim shashav su for kalim that were there when Shabbos came in, but not for kalim that were." inside the house when Shabbos came in. For example, let's say we have a chatzor and a carpef that are right next to each other and there was a kli in the chatzor. According to Reb Shimon, you're allowed to carry this kli freely in between the chatzor and the carpef because all considered like one roshas. And so too here, it seems like we have two separate carpefs that you're allowed to carry freely in between. One of them is two besa that was planted with vegetables and the other one is not planted at all. So it seems like this is the opinion of Reb Shimon. But now the Gemara asks, but well, Reb Shimon, Nami, even according to Reb Shimon, also, Kimenton is a rubai since the majority of this entire carpef was planted because let's not forget that this this originally was one karpef surrounded by one mechitza. So So then it turns out that the mutter karpef, meaning the one that is still considered muqaf le so now it's batal to the right of the karpef which has been planted with vegetables, and now it turns out this entire karpef, the planted and non-planted parts, is more than two besava asr, and you should not be allowed to carry in it even a corn trip shimon, because even though the planted area does not exceed two base saw Nonetheless, since it is the majority of this entire carpave, that is what defines the carpave, and that means that this carpave is something that is not mukafadira because it's a garden with vegetables, and therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to carry an entire thing, even in the area that wasn't planted in. So the Gemara says, you're right, if we want to have a memra, this is what the memra is. If you planted the minority of this carpave with vegetables, shari, then you're allowed to carry with an entire thing. We only said this, that's only if the minority didn't reach 2 Avul Besa same. but if it reached 2 Tubesa, even though it was the minority of this entire Karpef area, also you're still not allowed to carry in it. Come on, who's that like? Kirabana, like the Rabbanan, did argue with Reb Shimon, and they say that a and a Karpef and a Gag are not all considered one rishos. So even though technically this Karpef is only 2 Tubesa that has vegetables planted in it, nonetheless, you're not allowed to carry freely in between the planted Karpef and the non planted part of the Karpef. Reb Yermi Medifti, Masi Lokula, Reb Medifti teaches this whole thing to the Malini. Inside. Hamiuta Shari. If you planted the minority of the carpet with vegetables, then it'd be permitted to carry freely in between the two. we only said this elabesosim. That's only if you planted two If you planted more than two besaw, then it would be User. Shimon, that's like Rib Meaning as long as the planted area doesn't exceed two bas, but it's allowed to be two so then you're allowed to carry freely in between the non-planted part and the planted part, and that is like Rib Shimon's And we're gonna be picking up tomorrow with more discussions of carpef but for now, every